Did Mark E. Peterson really say that salvation can only come through the church? Next on the Ex-Mormon Files. Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Ex-Mormon Files. I'm your host, Bishop Earl, and I appreciate you spending some time with us. This time we have Stephen Farrell, who's been willing to come, and we've actually had a hard time getting you scheduled. <laughs> yes, we, we have. <laughs> between so many things. But I'm sure I appreciate him coming down and uh, sharing his story. And I'm, Thank you. I'm thinking that we might be able to visit for a couple of times with you on, on this, just because you've got such an interesting story. And it, in so many ways, parallels mine, too. So I guess yeah. maybe that's what interests me. <laughs> your family is very active in the church. and Yes, very active and on where both was sides. This, where was this at? Uh, so my, uh, on my side of the family, my dad was a convert to the church. Oh. Yeah, from Catholicism. And, and, and what area of the country was uh, this at? Be, uh, back east. Was it? Yeah. Okay. And uh, my, my mom, uh, I believe we go back five generations. We have polygamous stock in our family. Oh, very proud of that, aren't yes, we? Yes, yeah. very proud. <laughs> and uh, and then my on my wife's side, uh, fifth generation on both sides. Wow. Very strong LDS family. Okay. So back east uh, is where you grew up? Uh, we born? Yeah, we, we grew up in uh, Henderson, Nevada. Oh. Yes, of okay. all places. There's exactly actually a strong the uh, LDS uh, population in Henderson. In Henderson, okay. Yeah. And uh, so it was good upbringing. And now, I, I'm sorry, I missed where how the East Coast came into it. Oh, that was where my father's from. Oh, that's where his coast, family yeah. was from. Okay. Yeah. And then he came out here. and So you were born raised in, in Henderson? Uh, yeah, I was born in here in, in Salt Lake. <laughs> okay. My, my dad was in the military, and uh, oh, so okay. we moved around a lot when I was young, but... Uh, okay. Uh, in my, you know, I, was, I think it was seven, eight years old when we moved to Nevada, and that's where okay. I, re I reside for up until the end of high school. Okay. And uh, brothers and sisters, how many? Seven siblings. Oh, wow. Yeah. Where do you fit in? <laughs> uh, right in the middle. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, the middle child. Yes. I've, I've, I've got We're one. the troublemakers. I've got one of those. <laughs> he is the troublemaker. There's a reason why I'm on this show. I'm the middle <laughs> child. <laughs> And are they all active in the church? Uh, all but my sister and my and 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 I. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So growing up, you just were, went to church all the time, I guess. And, yeah. Every yeah. every Sunday, uh, yeah. family prayer every night, home family home evening on Mondays. Oh boy. Yes. Baptized at age eight. Baptized at age eight. Didn't know what that meant at the time, but. Isn't that funny? But I got to go swimming for a couple <laughs> minutes. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, then deacon, teacher, priest, I guess you yeah, did that yeah, whole business. Yeah, I went business, through, right? uh, you know, different ordinations at, at the appropriate age. Yeah, uh, deacon, scouting. Scouting. Yeah. Yeah. Holy. So uh, just this is all you knew. It was, yeah. yeah. Uh, you didn't know any Christians, I, or did you know Christians? Uh, you know, did I, you know I, some I had, in most Nevada? of my friends were, were not LDS. Oh, is that right? Growing up. Oh, yeah, okay. and so... I strayed off the path a couple times in my youth. <laughs> Gotten the wrong friends. Yeah, the wrong you know, things I'm, I'm not proud of. <laughs> uh, but I always, uh, I, I always, I grew up in the culture of Mormonism, so that's all I knew. Yeah. And I, I didn't have a testimony in my youth of of Mormonism, but I believed there was a God, and I believed this was the true church. 
I just didn't have a very strong testimony of that oh, until really? later in my in my twenties. Did you take seminary? Did I? I did. Uh, just say? a couple years of seminary. Yeah. Yeah. It was early morning, six a.m. Yeah. Oh, that's tough. Isn't yeah. It? Yeah. <laughs> but not having a testimony, you just kind of going through the motions then. Yeah. Go, the... It was. Uh, I think it was more out of fear. You know, fear of. You know, God's going to strike me down. Of I'm mom not and dad, be though. Or... Yeah. Yeah. And not. You know. Not. Uh, being, um, you know, looked upon, you know, by members of the church, you know, just in a, in a positive way. There's a lot of fear around, yeah. you know, being well, Mormon and living yeah. the, the right standards. Ang yeah. Anxiety. A lot of anxieties, yeah. definitely. So you come uh, after high school, or what happens? Uh, after high school, I, I go to college. Okay. Uh, and I started a semester in, in uh, Idaho, and that's where I met my wife, was in Idaho. Oh, was that? Idaho, yeah. Okay. And uh, at that time, I was living the college life, doing things <laughs> that most most college students do that are not LDS. Uh, LDS standards. Huh? Yeah. Okay. And and I at that point, I decided that uh, I I needed to figure things out. Yeah. And I wanted to turn my life over to God. Not really. Yeah. And you made that conscious kind of decision. Yes, I was 18 at the time. What prompted that? Just just. Didn't like the way I was woke up one morning and feeling, <laughs> and yeah, I just uh, I knew there was something better out there for me. And you know, when you're in first semester of college, you're doing a little bit of soul searching. Sure, you know you're kind of trying to figure it. find your way, and and so yeah. that's what I did. And I just got down on next to my bed and prayed and just said, I'm, I told God I'm sorry for all the things I've done. Good for you. And I'm I'm willing to do what He wants me to do. Okay, and what did that? look like <laughs> well I was taught that was Mormonism that's what that looked like <laughs> so I just became a better Mormon yeah right <laughs> lived the commandments and went to church and yeah. paid my tithing and just did the whole thing did you go through the temple yeah so my wife and I uh, I was actually getting ready for a mission oh okay and uh, this beautiful girl I came into the cell phone store and I was working there <laughs> trying to sell cell phones and make a quick buck and uh, she came in looking for a better plan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, she, instead of walking out with a two year agreement, she got a lifetime <laughs> contract. Yeah. Uh, but Which was you, I fell huh? in love with her head over heels. And uh, she was actually very inactive at the time. She didn't have very good feelings about the church at that time in her life, even though she grew up LDS. Really? And so I, I brought her over to. Tried to, to teach her, to, bring her back yeah, to the church. And, uh, so we got married civilly and then worked really hard for two years to to get sealed in the temple. Mm. So we did uh, two years later. Yeah. Um, and did she, uh, then you remained active? Uh, we did. We, uh, we remained very active uh, members. And, um, you know, uh, at that point, uh, you know, we, I personally wanted to just come closer to God and uh, my patriarchal blessing, you know, it, it had all these amazing promises in it and I, I didn't see any of them come to fruition and so I just knew I had to be a better Mormon. And But you weren't doing enough, huh? Yeah. Um, I, we don't talk too much about the patriarchal blessing. How old were you when you got that? I, it was when I was 19. Was it? Yeah. Just before you? When I was getting ready to get ready for a mission. And did it... Uh, it is interesting what it says and, and how those things. Yeah, and you know, with mine, it was gave me a pretty specific plan for my life. 
Yeah. Uh, which I thought, this is great. Like, I know exactly what I need to do. And uh, it didn't quite work out that way. <laughs> well, now, you went through the temple with your wife. And we do. I do usually ask her quite often, how, what did you think of the temple? And what did your wife think of it? Yeah, when we went through the temple, this is... Uh, I didn't know what to expect because you don't—they they no, don't they teach don't. you in temp, temple prep class no, what to expect. No, they don't talk to you about it. And uh, I really thought, like when we were going through the temple, there were some things that I thought, okay, this is—I can see why people think we're a cult. <laughs> uh, you know, there's <laughs> some weird really? things, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But at the part where you go into the celestial room and, and the instruction at the veil, I truly, I truly thought like I was going to see like angels or have some sort of spiritual experience on the other side of the veil. Yeah. And uh, I get in there and it's just a full room. It's loud. <laughs> it's not very special. And it, it, it definitely broke my heart. I thought oh, really? this was the experience that I've been working for my whole life. And and everybody talks about, and that's where you're... Yeah, yeah that's and the big... I just thought this was not special at all. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it was hard. And, but I put that, you know, behind me, and I thought, I'll just, I'll just keep going. Did you share that with your wife? What did? No, I didn't. And, yeah. and my wife... We, yeah, we I, don't want to do that too you're much, not, right? You're you don't want not to hurt anybody's feelings or yeah. t what... what... Did my she wife, enjoy it? She, it freaked her out. Oh. She read, you know, these anti-Mormon books as a teenager and she's like that doesn't happen in the temple and so when she got in there she just she was freaked out she's like she didn't tell me that though it wasn't oh, she until didn't. years later I, I should have got the hint though when she never would go to the temple with me oh. you know, I'd have to drag her out of the house to get her to go and <laughs> uh, but yeah mm. was, it, but I kept going and and those things those feelings that I had that were really off-putting uh, they went away like, I, the more I went, I just, oh, sure. I just got used to it. Yeah. And uh, so it's really interesting how you forget how awkward and uncomfortable <laughs> and not very spiritual the, spiritual that the temple is. Interesting. Now, you become very active. I mean, you hold callings. And what yes. kind of callings do you have over the next few years? So I, 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 I've had every calling you can think of, uh, you know, a scoutmaster, um, uh, elders quorum president, uh, Sunday school president, really? Sunday school teacher, uh, ward missionaries, uh, uh, ward mis uh, uh, a whole bunch of yeah. callings, uh, and uh, eventually uh, second counselor in the bishopric was my most recent calling was it really? I entered my faith crisis. Yeah. And during that time, anything about the church that, again, you had to put on a shelf, so to speak? or Yeah. There, you know, there was, uh, leading up to, to in, in, when I was around 26, 27 years old, uh, life was just getting really hard. Mm. And, uh, you know, most people experience, you know, hard times in their life, and this was just a normal hard time that we were having in our life and our marriage. And so I decided to just double down, and I read the Book of Mormon straight over a weekend, <laughs> and I read it every week for months, yeah, I read it. I read it thirteen times in a year. Oh my goodness! And uh, yeah, oh, I know. really? Yeah, thirteen <laughs> times. I and I, I had, for me, it was a born again experience. Like I really felt Christ back in my life, 
and I read the, the Bible during this process too. Oh my goodness. And old and New Testament. Old and New Testament. And okay. Then, and I started seeing the contradictions. Oh, you did? From the Bible to the Book of Mormon. And I thought, okay, there's, you know, we're taught there's translation errors, so I'll just. Can't trust the Bible. So, yeah. I'll, yeah. So the good things in the Bible I'm going to keep, and the rest <laughs> that contradict the Book of Mormon I'm throwing out. <laughs> of course, that's what we all do. <laughs> and so that was one of my first, like, kind of. Mm, shelf items like yeah. that's that's odd yeah and then i learned that the, the, the dead sea scrolls were like 99 percent accurate to you know the king james version that we have so i thought well where's the translation errors there that sea scrolls where's that list of errors huh? yeah. and was this as a, a good active member of the church then yeah very much yeah. so but it, it it didn't it was a small line item a small sure. crack that oh, it's 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 just how it is. There's got to be an answer. We'll yeah, I, I won't have it in this life. I'll have it in the next. Yeah. And, uh, but. Now, what did you teach in Sunday school? Kind of was it a gospel doctrine? Yeah, kind of? I, I, as a Sunday school president, I, you know, I would teach. Oh, and sure. Teachers teaching, but yeah. you know, we did Old Testament. We did the Book of Mormon. We did Doctrine and Covenants. You know, over the years, it was a different, a different uh, scripture we focus on. Different book. Yeah, and what did you think of Jesus at this point? Jesus was never a, a big part of teaching in Sunday school. We would talk about, um, you know, the attributes of, of Jesus and living a Christ-like life. Yeah. But all the talks were centered around modern-day prophets and what we do as a church versus what Christ has done. Yeah. And it's, it was, we always taught what the church, you know, what, about the church and prophets, not necessarily Christ as much. Now, I've heard that so many times, and I believe that. But the Mormons must think that that's not true. We talk about Jesus yeah. all the time. Do they think that? When I was a strong, believing, true blue Mormon, I believed everything was around Christ, not realizing that. Everything we did was for the church and not Christ. Yeah, either about Even the church or Even at the temple, you're, you're promising to, to the church. Not, not, you're making that, promises to church, not, not, the, not Christ. Didn't, I always thought that was funny, that one point where we give all of our time, time talents, talents, and energy, yeah. and everything that we have to the building up of the kingdom of God yeah. here on the earth. That's the That should have been my first hint. That should have been. <laughs> and I heard that one, you know, many, many years ago. <laughs> And never rang a bell. Yeah, you know, it's. It, I'm going to ask a kind of a different. Uh, just escape me. Uh, it'll come back. I'm sure, if God wants me to ask, I'm sure it will. But um, you know, we just have this uh, kind, of, especially in the temples. I've said many times. Uh, just it, Jesus seems like kind of an errand boy and not really. Well, the very, and we're, he's we're not equal, our focus. Equal, we're equal heirs to Christ as members of the LDS Church. Yeah, all about us. Yeah. And what we're going to achieve and what we're going to make. And just he's just our elder brother and he came along first. And Right. He was just the lucky one. Yeah. <laughs> just, it's just the funniest little concept. Well, anyway, that whatever it was is gone. So <laughs> anyway, but you had a testimony. So when all. I had that born-again experience, I... I had a testimony, and uh, reading the Book of Mormon as many times as I did, I, you know, 
the stories of repentance and forgiveness that are everywhere in the Book of Mormon. Oh, if you yeah. get past of all the wars and bloodshed and you know things like that, uh, and that really spoke to me. Like, wow, God, like if God can forgive the worst, then He can forgive me. Yeah. And so that was an amazing experience. And so I, I always contribute. I'll always contribute uh, that experience to Mormonism. And you know, maybe if I uh, grew up in a Christian church, I would have got that experience a lot faster than yeah, at the age of twenty six, twenty seven. Well, for sure, because, like you say, and like we've said, many more people come and and think they've had this relationship with Jesus, but they really don't know yeah. who He is, or at least they come to know who a different is. Yeah. I guess one big question is, did you ever understand grace as a Mormon? No, I never did. And I, I thought it was funny that the Christian church could claim that that's how they would be saved, like by grace. I thought that was so silly. Like, so you're just going to say you're saved and you can go now cheat on your wife and go commit all these crimes and God will still accept you in his kingdom. And that was what I always thought grace meant to me. Yeah. You have to work for your salvation. That's right. And that's all that really, that's all you hear in the church is, yeah. is what we have to do. And, and, and that. Uh, to your intro, salvation comes through the church by Mark E. Peterson. That's what he taught. That's what our our church leaders teach. Yeah, I actually looked that up, and it's in the ensign in July of 1973. He said that. Yes. It was written yeah. in there. And there are some other quotes that uh, Bruce R. McConkie and some others have said that are just as outlandish in the sense of it's through the church. Yeah, only and, through the church. And the principles and ordinances of the gospel of yeah. Joseph Smith. <laughs> you can be sa you can be resurrected or saved. Right, resurrected. But if, but but if you want eternal life, eternal life and exaltation, yeah, you have to yeah. have all your ordinances done through the church, and that includes the temple and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, crazy. So you're active and busy and going along and yeah. putting a couple of little things on the shelf. Then what yeah, happens? Yeah, so, so uh, I, I'm really getting into like evidence of the Book of Mormon. Like, I'm going to prove the church is true through evidence. I'm, I'm just eating up everything I can find on archaeological evidence and anything. As a good active Mormon. As an active Mormon. Like, okay. I'm really excited about, like, because I read somewhere. I didn't know where I read it, but I read somewhere that a hundred years from Joseph Smith's time, we'll have so much evidence that the Book of Mormon's true that you know, everyone's going to convert. Now, I don't think that quote actually exists. That was just Mormon <laughs> folklore. Yeah. But that's what I believe. And hope, I yeah. suppose. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm watching things on YouTube, and I, find, I come across this uh, uh, gentleman called Jake Hilton, and he has these videos on Book of Mormon archaeology in North America. And it's really good stuff. I find out later none of this stuff was actually, you know, it's all been proven, you know, as a oh. hoax. But I don't <laughs> think he knew that either at the time. Uh, but he, uh, so I'm following him for a while, and he created this new documentary uh, that's calling out the LDS Church and their false heresies. And he has that. And I'm like, this guy, I look up to this guy. Why is he saying that these things the church is doing is wrong? And he's talking about the priesthood that we have no right to the priesthood. You know, there's no priesthood hierarchy. And and I'm like, what? That's not right. <laughs> and, oh my goodness. Uh, he, uh, so he's going through several different things, and and I, and he talks about the church building a mall, 
And I, at this time, I was so naive as a member, I didn't realize the church had built the big mall across the street from the temple. Right. And I thought, that's really wrong. And he pointed <laughs> out, like, there was a gentleman that built a, a replica of the Ark back east. Yeah. And with the amount of money that was spent in, on, on, the, on this mall in Salt Lake, the church could have built over a hundred of these ark exhibits <laughs> across the world and bring millions to the story of Noah's Ark. And wouldn't that be amazing? Instead of, a, instead of instead we of build a, a shopping mall. And, yeah. and he plays this clip of Thomas S. Monson saying, let's go shopping. <laughs> and I thought, okay, something's wrong here. <laughs> and then right, and then the conference, uh, I think it was uh, October conference, you had the Ponderai scam scandal. So you had oh, the, when somebody said you had the, the the presiding bishop of the church give this amazing talk on pondering the scriptures and then memorizing them and and it was this really crafty message and everybody loved it and we find out he had a whole e-commerce store. It was his son uh, set up an entire e-commerce store and all this merchandise and apparel for Ponderai's. That was already set up. That was he... literally live the day before general conference, <laughs> and it, you know it blew up on the on the Salt Lake Tribune and yeah. it made these big headlines. And anyways, that was the first major shelf item. I'm like, what are we a corporation here? Like, gosh, and what is this? Profiting out over a general conference talk, and he's involved in this. Yeah, that's funny. Is this like a year and a half ago then or so, a couple uh, years? It's, yeah, it's about maybe three years maybe ago. Maybe two or three. So that is when I first got opened up to the idea that our leaders have some issues and our church has some issues. Now, are you in the bishopric at this point? Not at this point, no. So um, you're, still hanging in, you're still hanging in yeah. there. And... Uh, but that opened me up to uh, researching other things. And so I'm, I, shortly after I get into the bishopric, and uh, I am, so I'm, I'm looking up all these heresies of the LDS Church, and uh, I get into the Journals of Discourse. I don't know what the heck this now, is. How do you have a copy, or did you have it online? I, I, you can actually, it's free to download online. I downloaded an app that has them. Now, I had them, and then I can't get them anymore. Oh. I, I changed iPads or something, yeah. and now I can't get them. You could probably, it's maybe I'll have maybe to check and see if get a new version. Yeah, but I start reading these journals of discourse, and I am like eighteen hundred pages in in just a couple days. I mean, I'm just flying <laughs> through this stuff, and I am taking like hard to believe. I'm taking all these notes. I'm like, I've never heard this before. Like Brigham Young said, he could, if he, since he has a higher priesthood than you, he rightfully can take your wife from you. Yeah, in God's eyes, in there. and I'm like, what is this? <laughs> and uh, so th this is really like upsetting me. A lot of it's around polygamy. So I start doing some searching on YouTube for polygamy. Yeah. And uh, I come across a Fair Mormon video. I didn't know what Fair Mormon was. And this was. is uh, apologetics. Apologetics, I mean, but yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. And it's Brian and Laura Hells at a 2015 Fair Mormon conference talking about the polygamy and polandry of Joseph Smith. And I'm just, I'm dumbfounded. I thought it was anti-Mormon. Oh, here it, here it is, an apologetic. Because yeah. they're like, yeah, Joseph Smith had 34 to 48 wives. He slept with some of them. Mm -hmm. Some of them we don't know. We, we hope he didn't. We think he didn't. In fact, we're trying to prove that he didn't. But it's, 
it's it's a mess and he had a bride of 14 years old yeah married other men's wives and married other men's wives and i my and life you're thinking it's anti-mormon yeah and i i just i don't believe it <laughs> so i'm like that's anti-mormon fair mormon anti-mormon yeah i've moved that out of the way and i'm i come across a video on youtube that says 10 books mormons should never read i'm like purchase oh. <laughs> you bought all 10 <laughs> i bought all 10 <laughs> and uh there's quite a few in there you now, know bh roberts yeah well go ahead finish the roberts list. uh book uh, uh the one about studies of the studies book of mormon of, yep, book of mormon yeah. studies uh, titles it's lost me the insider's view of mormonism by grant palmer, grant palmer. Uh, there was uh in sacred loneliness by todd compton Mormonism and the Magic World View by D. Michael Quinn, all these books, uh, and uh, I, I buy them on Amazon. My wife was like, "Hey, what are what's these books you bought?" I'm like, "Oh, they're just church history books." Oh. And uh, so she's like, "Okay." So I am like, I'm taking time off of work. I'm reading from sun up to sun down. I'm literally reading some books, one book a day. Like those books are they're five thick. to seven hundred yeah. pages. Yeah, yeah, and you're knocking them yeah. out. And uh, must be a speed reader. Uh, I am now. I've read so much. <laughs> and uh, I just, it completely just shifted my paradigm of the church. Like, and here I'm in the bishopric and I'm doing all this research. And um, the f one of the f major issues that I come across uh, at this point in my research, first book I pull out of the top 10 is uh, D. Michael Quinn's Mormonism Magic Worldview. Yeah. And uh, that book really made me feel uncomfortable. I, I had no idea that Joseph didn't use the interpreters to translate the Book of Mormon. And so you had read that in there. Yeah, and that the interpreters were two seer stones. Yeah. And that when Moroni returned the interpreters after Joseph lost the 116 pages, because he gave them to Martin Harris and his wife probably burned them, <laughs> that he used his own seer stone that he used for treasure hunting as a seer, putting it in a hat and, you know, saying the treasure's over here and, oh, you're losing it to the, the, the guardian spirits. Yeah, hurry, you know, it's, it's going to drop You're going to have to sacrifice a dog. Yeah. Like all this magic, and it made me feel really uncomfortable. I, I felt this was evil and dark. Wow. Well, let's pick up this list of books. We're almost to the end of, of our first little visit here. Yeah, it goes fast. But I did want to ask you about um, um, what was it in your mind that, uh, maybe we could start with this one, yeah. but, but what is it that actually allows a person, knowing that they're probably hitting on yeah. negative stuff, what allows that, a person that's active and everything to... Uh, to jump into that. Maybe we'll let you think about that. Well, or do you want to answer yeah, real quick? I, I thought about that a lot. Yeah. And it's not just one, it's just not just one thing. It's, it's those cracks. It was, it was first just, uh, the ponder scandal. Like that was, I thought that was off putting. Yeah. And then just a little strange, Yeah, a little strange. And then, uh, stumbling on things I've never learned before about polygamy that were just, that yeah. didn't sit right. Like why did Joseph Smith marry other men's wives? And so okay, well, let's, pick, let's pick that up on the, on yeah. the next video. We'll see you next time on the Ex-Mormon Files. 
This has been the audio podcast of The Ex-Mormon Files with host Earl Erskine. The Ex-Mormon Files is produced by Main Street Church of Brigham City. More information on this program, including the video version of it, can be found at exmormonfiles.com. That's exmormonfiles.com. Do you have an ex-Mormon story to share? Write us at contact at exmormonfiles.com.